Welcome to the Wrestling Fam Talk Show. I'm Ashley. And I'm Ron. And uh, we're going to do a first installment of a new show that I didn't think we were going to do, but it seems like it happens pretty often, and that's uh, drama in wrestling. And there's a lot. So there's real-life drama, and I'm not much of a person that likes to, I guess, spread that negativity or anything like that. But I figured since we are covering wrestling, just to inform you of some of the drama that's happening in, in wrestling. And my main reason for doing this is a couple of these noteworthy drama things uh, we spoke about on the podcast recently in a few different shows. And um, one of them I was incorrect on. And the first one is with Big Swole. Yeah. So it was perceived as if they left on good terms. Big Swole was with AEW pretty much since it seemed like since the beginning. I think so. And uh, so she had left maybe two months ago. It was released that they were parting ways and it was mutual and there was nothing Mm -hmm. bad on each end. And I, you know, people kind of was thinking and I thought to, you know, maybe with. What is it? Is it Chrome disease? Is that what she has? Yeah. That maybe that was just acting up and she just needed some time away. But now it came out. She has a, like a little show, maybe something that like we do. Obviously it would be way bigger because it's Dixwell, but, uh, but she kind of revealed some, some of her feelings and it was kind of negativity towards Kenny Omega, how they would butt heads. Uh, And it, if nobody knows Kenny Omega is one of the top wrestlers, in AEW, but he was also in charge. He may still be in charge, but from what I understand, he was in charge of the women's division uh-huh. behind the scenes. And so obviously that's who Big Swole and all the other ladies would have to go to for storylines, possibly, or advice or business wise, however it may be. Maybe he was their boss. Who knows? But it seems like they didn't have a good relationship until she said at the end when they, uh, kind of had a like a an agreement like mm-hmm. they finally had to come together and left on good terms with Kenny Omega but it seems like she had a perception to her that they weren't pushing uh diversity in AEW enough and when it came specifically to championships uh meaning latino uh, specifically black wrestlers not getting titles and things like that and she figured that since it's you know make believe anybody can be a champion depending on who they want to be champion obviously that that should have already happened and that so for me on looking on the outside i thought they were doing a pretty good job on that yes there Mm -hmm. hasn't been a black world champion or even of any opposite race or opposite race of white yet uh let's see it was chris jericho uh, John Moxley, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page, yeah, all all white wrestlers have been world champions so far in AEW. So she felt maybe a little bit more diversity in that area. And then mainly she was speaking about the women's division, but I thought they were doing a great job. Well, Rio had been champion. Yeah. Uh, it's Nyla Rose. I don't know if she's half black or, you know, I, and to be honest, the reason I don't know that is I don't really pay attention to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I'm a white guy, so what do I know? But uh, you know, I don't really. I'm just watching, you know, whoever is the hot person going these days. 
So it doesn't really, it never really mattered to me. In fact, uh, I know she had mentioned that her daughter mm-hmm. uh, told her, like, where, where are the wrestlers that look like me? And things like that. But me growing up, you know, my favorite, if, if you were to ask me my all-time favorite wrestler, it was the Junkyard Dog. Yeah. And he was black. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm different than a lot of other people. I don't need to see someone that looks like me. Yeah. To think that I can do whatever that job is. But that's just me. Everybody's different. And I just look at everybody the same. And I base people off of their performance, not by the color of their skin. And so if anybody wants to know my take on anything is, I think anyone should get a job, have the capability of getting that job, if you are the best person for that job, yeah. no matter what color. Not the, And when they talk about we need to fill positions based on color and that, I'm the type of person that fill the position on who the best person is for that job, mm-hmm. no matter what. And we see that doesn't happen. And uh, it happens both ways where people are discriminated against and people are overcompensated yeah, based off the color of their skin. In both ways, I disagree with. We look at the NBA, predominantly black players. Why? Because they play better. Yeah. And if you're white and you play good, you'll play. And if you're black or Hispanic, you'll play. And if you're not good, you're not going to play. And I have no problem with that. You see that on sports. Sports is pretty ruthless. Yeah. And we know wrestling, the reason that it's a bigger deal with wrestling is because it's not a true sport per se. It's a character-based thing. And it's driven by whoever wants to be the champion, whoever you pick and choose who win. So it would be easier to produce that diversity. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where she's coming from. Like, this isn't a sport. This isn't about like who's, who the best is in the ring. Now you have to be able to sell tickets, be that persona and be great in the ring, be able to talk, you know, all, all the things like that. But when it comes down to it, you get to pick and choose who wins the matches. Yeah. So where she's coming from is, Hey, this isn't a sport. When you're in the ring, it's not really who the best wrestler is. A lot of times, the individuals that are losing, if it was a real fight, they would have won. Yeah. And we saw that with CM Punk. He went to the UFC, and he got destroyed. But he's one of the top professional wrestlers out there because he can talk and he can perform in the ring. It's not a real fight. Then we saw Brock Lesnar. He went into the UFC and did pretty good because he's a big dude. And then he started getting beat by more skilled professional fighters. Mm -hmm. But when he comes back to the wrestling, no one can really touch him. So that's where she's coming from. And, you know, I agree with that. Like, if if you are speaking of diversity, you you control that. So if you have people that are expressing their opinions that way, maybe you should look at what you're doing and keep it internal. So it came out. So he responds, Tony Khan responds and says, no, I released you because you weren't good enough. So he's going the route of, okay, this is a disgruntled ex-employee. Yeah. And now, so we'll have to see where it goes. Uh, if this was like a professional, real 
life thing, it would be just performance based. Mm-hmm. But since it's made up and you get to pick and choose, you know, who do you, what side do you, what side do you pick? Or do you even pick a side? You know, they both could be telling the truth. Yeah. Or there could be some little bad terms that they had with each other. Who knows? But I was just letting people know that uh, in one of our podcasts, I said, oh, they left on good terms. That is not the case. What are your thoughts as a as a woman? Yeah, well, you know, I, I guess I'm a different type of woman. I am, have the same type of view as you, you know, where it, I do think it's based on performance, how I think people should get the job. I don't care what color, uh, what your uh, gender is. I think it's all based on how and who's best for the job. Yeah. And uh, what do you think about this where it's not really that like, yes, they have to perform well. And I don't know where he got like she was a bad wrestler. I I actually really enjoyed this. Well, I actually like would get excited when her music hit because I was like she was kind of getting that hyped up type of, you know, entrance and kind of got you into it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and she's a fellow veteran. Exactly. So. I think that's what makes it, you know, even more when you're your military based family. I think you're always gonna have that heart and thing for any veteran. So it kinda like Yeah, so I mean I could I could see both sides, but I enjoyed Big Swole. If, if Tony Khan was If stay- I had to cut some other people, I wouldn't have cut her. I would have liked to see her stay. I would want her back. There, I think there are some other wrestler, women wrestlers that I could see go and wouldn't think twice. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked. That's why I thought they left on good terms. I thought it had to be something medical because I did. I enjoyed her song. I enjoyed her look. Yeah. I thought she was going to be a world champion, and maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe when she was having that thing with Britt Baker, maybe there were some promises that were broke. Yeah. And you know what? And it, when we look back at the at that that usually happens in it in all the stories i've heard it the three stories i could think of involve black wrestlers yeah i think of uh the natural butch reed it was known he had a lot of promises that were not kept and this was from vince mcmahon in the 80s and then you had bad news brown who was promised certain things but then again a lot of wrestlers have been promised bret hart was promised a lot of things and but there's one denominator when it comes down to that time and that's the immortal hulk hogan yeah (laughs) Uh, and let me tell you i was one of the big biggest hulkamaniacs ever but just listening to all these wrestlers stories that have come out and books and that and there's a more than one talking about it just seemed like he protected his stuff and he didn't care who who he was stepping over yeah (laughs) So, but I guess that's the type of business it has to be. I mean, there's people coming out about John Cena, yeah, on that way. So, whoever's on top, it seems like you're Someone's on after you in some way. Yeah, you're on top for a reason, and it it isn't from being the nicest uh, yeah. business person. A lot of uh, taking and not so much of a uh, giving mm-hmm. going on there. But yeah, just keeping you updated on that one. I hope they squash the whatever they got. I don't know if it's going to come back. If he said that it was performance-based and he brings her back, that would kind of be admitting that he was wrong, you know, and I don't know. Yeah. You know, all, another thing, millionaires and billionaires, 
They all made money for a reason. Same thing as Hulk Hogan. You know, they all have an ego. It's a business to them. So we'll see how it is. But I was just letting everybody update that it did not end on the good terms. So, but if you, I know it's a touchy subject, but if you like to comment on, on whose side you may be on or your opinions, go right ahead. Uh, no one's wrong. It's, it's your opinion. Yep. But yeah, I was really shocked on the big swell thing. So the next one, uh, Tony Storm, a female wrestler in WWE, she just up and quit a few days ago. And uh, again, I don't know her. I haven't watched her. But from what I understand is she just didn't like the direction they were going with her character as well. And uh, I guess this past few months, she'd been feuding with Charlotte Flair. And they were throwing pies in each other's faces, and which it was just like a weird storyline. And it, she ended up pretty much coming out looking bad mm-hmm. and losing. And I think she had enough. She actually bought her own. From what I understand the story is she bought her own ticket and just left the show. And then that was it. And then I think they released her. Mm-hmm. So, but she might be a hot commodity for AEW. Yeah. There's a lot of women out there that are free agents right now. So AEW's women division could be getting a lot more uh, deep mm-hmm. uh, roster wise. So that one's a quick and short one. I don't know much about Tony Storm. Um, The Jeff Hardy one, if you haven't heard already, he had been released by WWE. We touched on it a little bit. The perception is, is he faked that he was having some mental health issues just to get out of his contract Mm -hmm. when they offered him for help just so he can get to AEW. Some people think he really had an issue. So that one's up in the air, but I would be expecting Jeff Hardy and AEW soon for all the Jeff Hardy fans out there. And then the last but not least, the one that we spoke about when we were doing our top 10 women's list was uh, Tay Conti Mm -hmm. and the Sammy Guevara uh, situation. So what happened is, I believe it was in August. It was right when we were starting our podcast. Yeah. We had been watching Sammy Guevara's vlog and him and his uh, girlfriend at the time, Pam, would always be on there, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, you would see a lot of it. So he asked her to marry him before a dynamite and then he had a match against sean spears the ever exciting sean spears and uh (laughs) so everybody was happy following along and then recently the past month or so uh, i guess people have been commenting about how him and tay conti were interacting on the vlog as if they were flirting things of that nature and it kind of caught me off guard. I didn't even really see it. And then it caught me off guard. He's like, oh, yeah. One time Sammy Guevara mentioned on his vlog, oh, they think that we're, you know, he's, you know, getting together, let's uh-huh. just say. And they laughed about it. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, I was like, why? I was like, he's, a, he's engaged to Pam. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, I don't know why he did this. He then announces that, oh, me and Pam have been, have split up. Yeah. So you, you already have people coming at you about about it, accusing you. And then you tell, then it made it seem like they had just split up right after that. So everybody jumps on Tay Conti and sending her bad messages and all this stuff. And then Sammy Guevara ends up saying, oh, no, we, we broke up a couple months ago in October. So they were only uh, engaged for a couple of months. That's yeah. weird, though. Like, I was sitting there thinking, how can you go from 
dating someone and then you ask someone to marry and then you break up just two months later like what changed what what changed in that moment from asking someone to marry marry you and then the two months later you end the relationship i mean did did just asking her to marry you did that just change the relationship then i don't know that or maybe it was just all for show yeah i don't, I don't know yeah you know how they did with uh cena and one of the bella twins uh-huh. and that Boy, he he led her on. Oh, yeah. I kind of was uh, glad to see her in that with him because I felt so bad for her. Yeah. It was so obvious. And it was like, and I think she kind of was just holding on for dear life. And I'm like, just run. (laughs) I mean, I didn't really watch it, but every time I kind of, I would catch little bits and pieces. Cena did not come off good on that show. Was it the Bellas? Is that what it was? I think he showed his true personality when it comes to that type of like in, in the relationship type of thing. Cause I think he just not saying that he probably is good guys to something, but I just don't think they were meant to be. Yeah. And I think she's in a better relationship. Cause I think now she has a baby and she's either, I think married to the guy and she seems a lot happier. You can see the total change. Yeah. And so that's, that's the thing about, pro wrestling sometimes the really good guys on the tv are actually not so good and then the ones that you hate it so much you find out how great of a person they were yeah but again it's a different time and age you know you really never found out about a person's life until they died i know like for ravishing rick rude and brian pillman when they passed away and then they showed their videos you're like oh man rick rude had kids and he had a wife and Things of that nature. You know, which was uh, surprising based off of his character, being a woman's man and all that. Yeah. So just him knowing he had that wife and kids. But today and age, you know a lot more about these wrestlers and things like this come out on the internet. So it's kind of hard to keep everything in house yeah Uh, so that's why a lot of those older wrestlers are writing books and then they're going on shows and revealing this but that job's going to be over with you know this past generation maybe the early 2000s that's only stories because everything else is already going to be known and maybe you'll just hear like their official side of the story but like breaking news that's yeah, that's over. You're not going to read a book and be like, "Oh, what? That really happened?" You... I think you know way more about wrestlers today than you used to ever know about wrestlers ever. And I, I don't know. I don't like it. I, don't I think like it, it kind of takes the mystery out of it. Yeah, like I said, the way I grew up, you just didn't know the behind the scenes things, and that's the problem with wrestling is they did such a great job all those years of. Even though you knew, like deep down, it was fake, they never came out and said it. And I thought that was like the worst thing that could ever happen. Because, like, how am I going to take these matches serious? Because you want to get lost in it. Where okay, yeah. oh, these two hate each other, but they, but then you know they get on their video games and they'll chat it up, and then you see them on. Which the vlogs are cool. I mean, I watch them in that, but I don't know. I I miss the old old days where you didn't really know that these two are really best friends. So when they're in that cage match hitting yeah. each other, you know, do they really like each other or not? 
And then sometimes it works in the favor too, where you actually find out, oh, these two actually really don't like each other for real. Yeah. And so that adds to it too. So I guess it works both ways. But if I could just have my childhood back, you know, send me back in time, mid eighties, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we both like the eighties. Yeah. Eighties was probably the best decade. Only if we could go back and take our lives now and just kind of go back in there. Yeah, I say it all the time. If I was this age in the 80s, I would have every G.I. Joe. And then you would have saw me on every Mid-South match in a world class. I would have just been hopping all over the place. Oh, yeah, I know you would. I would have been in the front seat. Didn't have my kids with me there. And I think that's why I like AEW. It kind of has that old school feel. But anyways, yeah, that's uh, the first installment of the wrestling drama episode. Again, if anyone has any comments, go ahead and throw it down. But uh, I hope you like this show, and I hope you join us again. Bye-bye.